right, everybody, it is time for an intervention. We are dragging self-doubt, kicking and screaming into the light for some spiritual intervention. Through intentional practice, you can reclaim self-esteem and momentum, motivation, knowing you can trust yourself and feeling the freedom to connect without censorship will aid your expansion and intuitive growth. Welcome to the Modern Life and Spirit Podcast, where we explore spiritual topics relevant to today's world. Your hosts, certified psychic medium, Christina Wooten, and Reiki master teacher, Robert Wooten, break down how to work with spirit to create more positive growth in your life. Consider this podcast your go-to spiritual resource for navigating the modern world. Hey there, kindred spirits. This is Christina Wooten and Robert Wooten from SedonaMedium.com. And welcome to our podcast, Sacred Space. (laughs) Thanks for being here with us. And whatever you're doing while you're listening to us, I hope you're having a beautiful day and enjoying things and bringing your heart to it. So just want to welcome all of our new listeners. Hope you stick around. And for everyone who's been with us, thanks for being back. Today, we're just going to really get into a major topic because self-doubt is so pervasive and it's toxic and it's like the number one thing that I hear between self-doubt and discernment is being a challenge with intuition. It becomes this censorship a filter that we have when we're in this place of self-doubt that prevents us from being in flow and just getting into that nasty energy of self-censorship, which really takes us away from being in connection, being in unity, and just loving ourselves more deeply. So self-doubt is a real killer to things like intuition and your inner voice also, right? Because when you are doubting and second-guessing yourself, well, you start censoring yourself. You don't trust what it is you're actually saying. And so you start second-guessing that, and you start reviewing and analyzing rather than sharing or connecting or going deeper. And you can feel it pulling you back instead of moving you forward and away from the subtle energies that are giving you your information or where you're getting your insight from. And it takes you away from that deeper connection. So when you let self-doubt drive the ship, self-doubt is in the captain's chair, you might say, it keeps everything at surface level because you are questioning so much about what you're saying or what you're doing, and you're not trusting yourself. And so you can't get to those deeper levels and to those more meaningful experiences that you would have if you just trusted your instinct and trusted your intuition and allowed it to flow through you. You know, self-doubt to me is interesting because we're, we're all plagued with it at some point in our lives, you know, and for some people it can be almost a constant anxiety, but it isn't innate. It isn't something that we're just born with right off the bat. So I always think of, that Cat Williams comedy. So people might, I don't know if you guys are going to hang with me on this one, but Cat Williams did this like bit um, many years ago about being like a tiger and a tiger questioning itself. And anyway, so I think about this when it comes to self-doubt. So a tiger isn't conceptualizing itself or judging itself and deciding like it's not a good tiger. But like, what if it was? <laughs> what if 
the tiger's just like falling into confusion because now it doesn't think it's a tiger or at least it's not a good tiger. So when maybe it was a good hunter before, now it's like questioning its instincts and its internal motivations and allowing for just things to get away and their hunting skills start slipping. And then the tiger says, I'm not a good tiger because I can't hunt. All tigers are good hunters. Like what's wrong with me? So I think sometimes that our spirit guides see this self-doubt behavior and think this about us too, is like that we are the tigers. And it's like, clearly we're the tigers, but we're having trouble mentally conceptualizing ourselves in that authenticity and in that confident way. And that get kind of stuck in the illusion of confusion. And then that leads us to getting a little off track or having to be rerouted. But when we're trusting ourselves, we are in this direct connection with our higher instincts and intuition. We're in alignment. We're in a state of belief and trust in ourselves and also in the innate goodness of the world around us and the experiences that we attract. So When we're trusting ourselves, we are just in this magnificent flow and synchronicity can happen. So self-doubt is not from the soul. Well, you can feel it in your body. If you check in with yourself, when you are in a flow state and things are just flowing through you, you can definitely feel that you're moving forward. And when you start questioning that, you can feel the brakes kick on automatically and you fall out of the flow and then you sort of get lost a little bit don't you you're not sure quite where you're going to go from there anymore you're now your insight is saying well are you going to let me lead or are you going to lead and you don't know yeah it's that when we're in the state of flow with with our words with our thoughts with the way that we're being then you know miraculous things happen but when self-doubt is popping into our lives, that flow gets interrupted because there's this other critical version who's like standing in monitoring every word you're getting ready to say and starts going, is that true? What do you mean by this? (laughs) And they're going to think this. And so then you're pausing because you're trying to figure out oh, I need to answer these questions right quick before I can say what it is that I actually wanted to say. And then it gets everything out of the heart and into the brain mode. It's natural. Something we all do is get caught up with that self-doubt. And really, this is where the intervention comes in, okay? So if you have been just at home doubting yourself, doubting you know what's going on in your life, not sure which direction to go, like this is for you. You are the tiger, okay? You are the tiger, and you're a good tiger, all right? But, you know, self-doubt does come in when we're afraid. And I I see it as it's a defense mechanism. Our human, our, our ego self is trying to mitigate risk on some level. So it really gets triggered when something we're we're afraid of something or afraid of a certain consequence so it's more pronounced i think in periods where there's transition or there's a lot of change or you know where the spirit is really trying to bring about change and the ego is freaking out about it <laughs> so say you've been getting that 
inner calling within that says, you know, gosh, my passion is to work in this environment, but your ego is going, mm -mm, retirement, and you need this and insurance and all these restrictions comes in. And then self doubt steps in as a means of like, you know, creating that box for you to, to stay quote, safe in, although it really ends up being the opposite. When self-doubt creeps in first, it starts really when you lose your center. So when you really lose touch with your inner voice and that, you know, subtle connection, that subtle check-in, whatever that looks like for you, that space where you really are feeling deeply inspired spiritually, where you know who you are and you feel strong in that beingness. You know, imagining those moments where you felt just pure awe and pure connection with everything in the world, everything you could see, touch, feel, and even the things that you couldn't. When you've had those moments, that's when you're really in your center. And if you've gone too far away from what you really love and who you really are, who you're here on this earth, this beautiful planet to be, or if you're not giving yourself space and time to really nurture that sacred connection with your subtle energy, with your inner voice, you're getting off center. And so in some ways, this self-doubt is like ego's delay tactic, <laughs> where it's delaying the inevitable, this power struggle between the ego and the heart or the spirit. And that just weighs down the energy field. And nobody, you know, says, oh, I'd love to feel a lot of self-doubt today. That'd be great. I'd like to order some self-doubt. Nobody wants that. But it just sort of happens when we're getting out of alignment, when we're getting out of that center, and we get into um, the ego gets triggered with that fear mode. So let's really talk about just some spiritual truths, just to help reframe <laughs> and work through self doubt. One thing to consider is changing our outlook with self doubt of recognizing that when self doubt comes up, that it's saying that we're stepping into really new energy and that the unknown is here. And the unknown can be so beautiful, so exciting. It's saying we're going into this whole wonderful new direction to learn, to grow, and expand. Anytime we step into the unknown, we're expanding and that increases our vibration and really gives spirit a lot to work with, right? So one is learning how to be excited or maybe enthusiastic, like, okay, self-doubt is telling me we're at this precipice and that, that that's okay, that's a good thing, and embracing that unknown. So from the truth perspective, just shifting the mind a bit, really allowing ourselves to get out of some defense mechanism mode, releasing the ego when it comes to self-doubt. Number one, the soul is never, ever going to put you in a place that you can't benefit from. On the soul level, all of your challenges, all of your gifts, all of your skills that you've grown in this lifetime are preparing you for this journey, for your experiences. So no one else can walk that path or advise you as clearly as you can. Your spirit 
knows the deeper message, the deeper integration that's happening for you. So only you can really perceive your next step. I think a lot of times people can notice that in hindsight, when you look back into the past and you think about some of the challenges and things that have happened to you in the moment you were living them, they were hard and you didn't know how you were going to get past that. And then you did and you grew and then you look backwards now and say, oh yeah, I can see where that was a growth point for me. Even though I didn't enjoy it in the moment, I see how that has vastly changed and benefited me in some way in my growth. So you have to trust that, right? You have to trust that your soul is moving you towards that growth, even though it may be difficult in the moment, if you don't doubt that the fact that you are going to benefit from this. Here's the truth also is that there's also that automatic negative thinking of, oh my gosh, the soul is going to bring me challenges. If the soul's in charge, it brings me the hard stuff, the stuff that sucks, <laughs> the stuff that like challenges and, you know, makes me have to dig really, really deep. So, you know, it can bring that when we talk about soul stuff that, oh my gosh, like the soul is is in charge. It's bringing me all of this, you know, automatic kind of negative feeling. But when you do look at things in the big picture, there is a beauty, there's a blossoming, there's an incredible connection. And we all know those experiences where even when it's hard in the midst of challenge, where you go, I know this is right, though, it feels right. Like, I hate it. (laughs) I don't like it. But it's right. This is so where I'm supposed to be in this moment. That's the beauty of it is being able to look outside and know I may not understand this now, but it's going to be awesome. And this is preparing me for the future. How many times have you not gotten that job or, you know, something happens and it didn't work out? And but then you realize, oh, this was perfect that this didn't work out because I need this. So we don't have to be afraid of the soul being there, being at the helm, because the soul is you. <laughs> you are in charge, okay? So so that we we know that your soul is only going to make those decisions that are for the highest and best, so you don't have to worry. So when you are ready to just create change, to, you know, change and shift that mindset from hey, I can use this self-doubt to awaken to higher levels. I can use this in any experience to go deeper, to go higher in my spiritual understanding. So thinking about that, self-doubt is here to support you and help you in shifting to create this whole new change that is going to bring you to level up, <laughs> level up your you know, spiritual commitment, your connection with your actual higher truth that goes beyond that ego mind. So starting with just getting back to your center, reconnecting with your heart energy, slow things back down anywhere you can slow back down, you know, listen to the quiet, that still subtle whisper within and getting back to whatever practice that you use to accept, to embrace, to nurture yourself, we get away from the inner knowing, from that inner compass, that place that feels really safe and comfortable being in flow, right? (laughs) So the peace of that feeling of being guided, no matter what kind of chaos is going on, is priceless. We have a wooden 
I guess you call it a plaque. I'm not sure what you would call it, but it's hanging up in our house. And this quote speaks to me of of that. It says that peace, it does not mean to be in a place where there's no noise, trouble, or hard work. It means to be in the midst of those things and still be calm in your heart. So reconnecting with that inner peace in, in a way to combat those automatic fears or negative thoughts that the self-doubt is really feeding you is practice visualizing success. Visualize yourself in the highest outcome experience. So what's the very best that could happen here? What's the most positive experience? And really doing some visualization work where you are claiming it, where you are seeing it, where you are just rewiring yourself over long periods of time to expect the best. Expect the best outcome instead of the negative. The ego is trained to just see the worst because it's, you know, all about keeping us safe. So it's looking for, you know, the most catastrophic experience. And ego is a drama queen, (laughs) you know, so it's really looking for that intensity. So most of the time, it's not even close to what's going to happen, but it feels so real in the moment. So practicing visualizing the best, the highest outcome, bringing that into your mind's eye, bringing it into how you speak to yourself, asking those, if you have kind of naysayers that are around you, one, you know, being compassionate, understanding, you know, what, where that's coming from, from them, but also asking them to support you as you move forward in looking for the highest, looking for the positive, looking for what you can be grateful for in any given situation, in any given moment. So spend some time on a daily basis visualizing success. So another just mindset reclaiming is to adopt the so what mentality. (laughs) Adopt a so what mentality. So what's the worst that could happen here? You know, put it on paper and get it out of your head. So you want to just let your inner egoic drama queen go crazy and put all of those negative thoughts on paper, whatever the worst case scenario is, the scariest stuff, all the different layers, you know, write it out. You want to get it out of your head because your head creates these thoughts. So it's going to you know, validate them (laughs) when it stays in the head. So by putting it out on paper and just getting it out of your system, you can actually really look at it and make decisions about, is this real? Is this likely? Because most of the time it's not. Most of the time it's that mental drama queen, that ego who's coming in and, you know, is full of all of this, you know, limitation and you can't do this. And so to be able to look at it and challenge it and really make some decisions is important. And then look at that worst case scenario, that scary, scary stuff. So what? So what if that happens? So what? Then what? Because most of the time, so what is really freeing is to go, okay, if, if this happens, I'll pick myself up again. If this happens, then I know I can get through this. If this happens, X, Y, Z. But if you start going, so what? So what if that happens? 
I'm going to gain something. I'm going to benefit from having taken the risk. I'm going to benefit from being my highest and best version. But really, you know, what is it costing me to stay small? You know, it's costing peace of mind, positive experience, joy, synchronicity. So there's a real freedom when we can look at that, you know, scary, negative energy right in its face and say, so what? And it kind of leads into really taking the power away from the idea of failure. It's interesting because when I connect with spirit, like in in spirit language, you know, that the concept of failure doesn't really exist in the way that we experience it here. You know, there's like right and wrong, there's a sense of duality and that level of understanding doesn't exist in, you know, the spirit world because there's no concept of uh, there's an understanding of this happens because this happens and this is necessary for this. It's like this beautiful perfection instead of, you know, failures. You know, if you have that core wound, that painful story of I'm not good enough, just somewhere in your consciousness, maybe you were told that. Maybe you had experiences where you felt compared or you didn't feel like you measured up. But the concept of failure is probably something that you'll really do anything to avoid. And it probably leads to a lot of anxiety. So, you know, that's that's not a fun experience. So it's really important to invite or, you know, create the permission to accept a whole new definition or outlook of failure. So failure does not mean that there is something fundamentally wrong with you. And in fact, again, your soul chose the best outcome for you. So I'm going to say that again. Failure does not mean that there is something wrong with you. And in fact, your soul chose the best outcome for you. So just let that settle in, settle into your body for a second. Your higher self with its infinite understanding and perception, knowing all of your goals, all of your hopes, chose the very best outcome for you. And either way would have been possible but it chose the very best outcome. And a lot of failures of understanding and hurt comes from these assumptions about the meaning an experience has. So, you know, falling on our face is one thing. A lot of times we might say something or make an assumption about what that experience falling on our face meant about who we are or meant on a deeper level. And most of those assumptions are actually all of them (laughs) are based on errors in thinking, like, you know, not having all the information. So we just fill in the gaps with, you know, a lot of falsehood, shifting awareness from the experience and the meaning. So not ascribing a specific meaning about who you are or a definition of who you are based on your past experiences. Recognize that, hey, you fell, you fell in the dirt. Okay, we all do that instead of well, that means I'm clumsy or that means, you know, I wasn't prepared and I'm dumb, you know, so getting out of that leap that is made from the experience itself to the meaning. There are many different ways to approach what we would consider failure also. And there's a very famous quote attributed to Thomas Edison at the invention of the light bulb, where someone said he repeatedly failed there's been a rounded off number of like 10,000 times. 
trying to invent this light bulb, trying different elements, even human hair at one point, to try to make this filament in the light bulb work. People asked him how he felt about that failure so many times and how he overcame that failure so many times. And he replied, he did not fail 10,000 times. He found 9,999 ways that that light bulb didn't work, (laughs) but the one that did. I love that perspective because it we do learn and gain from everything. You know, that's the point of it. And sometimes it's the, oh, I learned this is not in resonance or this doesn't work. But I think what happens is that there's failures in certain places or perceived failures in certain areas. And then there's this idea that comes of, well, because of the past and I've you know had trouble here, that means my future is going to be like, I can't get there right? So again, it's like creates this whole different broad meaning. I'm glad that he did not fall into this trap. You know, self-doubt can prevent a lot of, you know, forward movement and opportunity, right? Your soul is capable of anything, of every success, of every joy, but it chooses what's the highest path of growth and ultimate joy. So, you know, the ego sees success in a really different way than the soul, like as money or material goods or notoriety or surface happiness or accomplishment, you know, fill in the blank. (laughs) But the soul sees success as the path that leads to ultimate bliss, the ultimate joy, the ultimate wonder and unity. So, it's really the path away from limitation. And the soul isn't going to settle for something less than this because it has seen and experienced that beauty, that incredible light, the light of source, the light of soul. And it's experienced that great peace and infinite love of the other side. So to feel that for even a second, we can understand, you know, we would never trade it for anything else, for no amount of notoriety or dollars or anything to sell ourselves short. So thank goodness that the soul keeps us moving in those directions towards that true success. So for our human minds, just taking away the power from this you know, false idea of failure and resisting that desire of creating negative meaning from painful experiences. And, you know, again, trust that you don't have all the info. And if you did, you would be signing up for that experience just like you did on the soul level. And your soul will only do what's valuable. And so if something doesn't work out, you will pick yourself back up and dust yourself off. So there's no sense in holding yourself back with self-doubt and fear. And in fact, Self-doubt is generally what holds people back, not the experiences. If you're stepping forward, if you're trying, you are putting energy out into the universe that is always bringing you closer to what it is that you're stepping forward towards. So you don't have to be afraid. You're always putting that energy forward. But if the self-doubt is present and it's holding you back, you are staying in that container, you're staying in that box, and you're not putting that fresh energy forward that is bringing you what you truly desire and truly want. So I would think a way to overcome constant self-doubt or self-criticism would be to cultivate a positive inner voice. So maybe you're a perfectionist or you're someone that's really harsh on yourself, uh, super self-critical. 
And if you make a mistake, you berate yourself for it, you're really hard on yourself, you beat yourself up for a while. But the number one truth is self-doubt will just bring your energy down. So Christina, how can people overcome this? What can they do to work around this constant self-doubt and self-criticism? Anytime that we're in a position with our intentionality of making it a priority, making it a daily choice of really focusing on I'm releasing self-doubt, when you shift your energy and your awareness into this space from your thoughts, your behaviors, you're going to clear it because your energy is incredibly powerful. You know, cultivating a positive inner voice is a direct way to start, particularly with the mind, because self-doubt starts with the mind. It starts with that ego fear. You know, anytime you can get more comfortable with fear, embrace the unknown, that's always going to just help or be, you know, more supportive in your process. But, you know, practical ways of reframing your thoughts. So watching your thoughts, starting to become really aware of what are these stories that your mind says? What is, what is this catastrophic message that you're getting that seems maybe you're hearing it all the time, so it seems normal? Your thoughts are like clouds in the sky, you know, just watching them. And when you catch a negative thought, you know, journal the recurrent ones. Journal the ones that, you know, the stories that keep coming up that you keep becoming aware of. So I bet even now, if we were to just stop (laughs) and stop talking, that you know what some of your mind's favorite negative thoughts are, like the recurrent ones that they just brings back up all the time. So if you were to take a journal, you know, divide it up into two columns. So on the left side, write out, you know, in the shortest or most concise way possible, what what are some of these stories? What is what is the ultimate message there? And you're going to make kind of like a this, not that poster. So on the left side is the negative thought. And on the right side is your reframe from that negative thought. So, you know, some examples might be if your thought is imposter syndrome, who am I to do this? I'm not an expert. Then In order to get to that reframe, you've got to get into some truth energy. So, you know, the truth is nobody becomes an expert by sitting on the couch eating Cheetos (laughs) and not entering into the arena. That's just, you don't become an expert that way. But you can be aware, hey, I have integrity. I know that I'm going to teach from a place of integrity. I know that I can help others who are in the same place I was before. So, you know, recognizing that truth and then from that space, creating what your reframe is going to be. So I like to use something positive or that's really affirming in the beginning of a reframe. So an example, you know, with this for myself, I might say something like, Christina, I love that you have such a passion and respect for this subject. And in order to keep growing in this area of passion, I know that it's important to continue to learn and grow even as the teacher. So, you know, creating that reframe. And then what I would do is just take that to a little bit more of a concise place so that it was easy. And then from there, anytime that negative thought pops back up again, you're just going to say to yourself, nope, I choose not to believe this anymore, that I am going with the... (laughs) so what mentality, I'm releasing that and I'm choosing this actively. And you just repeat your positive. I know that that's BS because XYZ. 
You can also just, you know, make a list of examples of where that thought has not been true in your life or in the life of other people. So any stories that you have that can contradict that saying, whatever that negativity happens to be that's, you know, recurring. And remember, you got to separate feelings from fact. You know, you may feel this way, but again, it doesn't make it true. And just because you've heard it over and over and over again and it feels really familiar doesn't mean that it's truth. It's just a pattern that your energy, your mind has utilized that now you're aware of and are outgrowing. I think it's important also for people to recognize whose voice they're speaking to themselves with. You should be only speaking to yourself with your own voice. I liked what you said when you put your own name in there to talk to yourself, to say, Christina, you know, I love that you have such passion about this. I think that's important for a person to do that with themselves because Sometimes your inner critic is someone else's voice. It might be your mother's. It might be your father's. It might have been someone who criticized you, and you've just hung on to that voice to use to beat yourself up with. So I think it's important for people to think about whose voice they're speaking to themselves with. And if it's not your voice, get rid of that one and use your voice to speak to yourself. In the long term, ultimately, you're just rewiring your mind to go down a different avenue and go down a different path. So don't be discouraged when that thought pops up over and over again. You just keep popping back up with that reframe that is your truth. And here's the great thing. When you say something that in your mind, when you have a thought that really is your truth, it resonates in your heart on a deep level, it has way more impact universally than any negative thought that is true BS, (laughs) okay? And so don't be discouraged when that negative thought comes in. Just know that every time you're giving that reframe, every time you're affirming and validating yourself, you are truly speaking your truth, which has way greater impact universally than anything else possibly could. As we start to just wind things down today, I hope that you walk away just knowing that self-doubt is super domineering and full of false authority. And it doesn't have to be the loudest voice that just undercuts your positive change and momentum for you. By reconnecting, going beyond the surface, just reclaiming your power, you can really liberate your energy from this box, (laughs) that egoic box, and experience a much deeper, richer, greater rewarding freedom. So thank you everyone for just being here with us today for, you know, connecting for the willingness to release self-doubt, to step forward and embrace the unknown and, you know, get closer to your highest joy. If you haven't joined our mailing list, there has never been a better time to join. You can find all of our offerings at SedonaMedium.com and discover the different sessions we offer to work with us more directly to lift your vibration. And listen, if you enjoyed our podcast today, please go down, give us a review, let us know that you liked it. That keeps us so jazzed and inspired to continue to bring more information about blending our spiritual awareness and understanding to real modern life. Many blessings. The Modern Life and Spirit podcast is for informational purposes only. The information provided is not intended to provide medical, psychological, legal, or financial advice. 
information provided is not to diagnose or treat any medical or psychological illness. To read the full disclaimer, see SedonaMedium.com. Thank you.